right, guys. Welcome to it. Welcome to the Thriving Lives podcast, the weekly Zoom call. Tonight, we have a very special guest. Blake Davies is a, a client of TLF, long-term client of mine. And we're going to be doing a client spotlight, talking about his journey, his ups and downs, and what has made you know this last year or so really start clicking for him after the first few years were a struggle. Um, before we dive into that, though, I've got a couple of client wins I just wanted to share from over the past couple of weeks. So these are going to be, I've got three little snippets from just client responses to various questions on their check-in days. Um, this one says, on October 23rd, which is the day after my baby's due, um, I will turn 56 years old and celebrate one year with Thriving Lives Fitness. Um, I will graduate with my master's in nursing on December 17th, and I'll have surgery on my other foot while I study uh, for boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last little piece, piece didn't really make a difference there, but I just wanted to celebrate this client. She's been with me for a year now. She's 56 and crushing a master's in nursing, which is just super awesome. And she's done all that while really focusing on her health, um, you know, during this time. So if, if you've ever done nursing or if you know anybody that has clinics or clinicals, whatever the hell it's called, is is very difficult and very, very time consuming. And, and usually a reason, you know, or similar reasons why people would say, I'm not going to focus on me or my health during this time. I'm just going to get through this schooling. So the fact that she is committed so much to herself and absolutely done amazing is just awesome to see. Um, this one, this is a fun one. In quotes here, yay, another check-in, three exclamation points. Sometimes I loathe these and some sometimes I'm beyond excited to tell you. So yesterday we had a big boat day plan with my husband's work group. I've been dreading this for a while now and I haven't been ready for swimsuit all season. Now, while my weekly progress pictures aren't my favorite, when I put on my swimsuit, I was like, oh, damn, okay. I'm seeing the effort here. Even my husband saw it. That definitely gave me some hot girl summer vibes. That's a very fun check in there. I love how at the very, very top there, she says, sometimes I load these and sometimes I'll be beyond excited to kind of talk about those check-ins, which is a very real thing. I mean, that's how I feel with my own check-ins with my coach is sometimes we're really excited about it. Sometimes we're not that excited because it wasn't a great week, but not communicating through those bad weeks are not going to help you get where you want to get to. Um, but by communicating and talking to those things, you know, we can usually recognize lots of wins in those and then obviously areas of improvement. So good job with that client as well. Um, last one. Thanks, Marcus. You've helped me in more ways than one already. I am seriously so glad, so glad I chose you as my coach. It's been life-changing already. And I have so much more time with you yet to keep changing and adapting into a better and healthier person overall. Um, also side note, I told you, I would always check in regardless. And I plan to always uphold that promise. I'm not one you need to worry about checking in ever. I think I posted that in the group the other day as well, just to say, Hey, this client is crushing it with her check-ins. So those are some, uh, you know, three big wins from the last couple of weeks of check-ins with it. I'm going to try to continue recording those, um, and detailing those each week, just to kind of share some of those client, uh, client wins, which is always fun to do. Um, now before we kind of dive into Blake actually put together a little presentation or a, a little PowerPoint, just kind of help himself keep on track. So you guys can see some visuals with this as well. If you're watching on YouTube on the replay or here on the call live as well, um, before we kind of dive into it and I, and I hand it over to Blake to kind of give us some background on, on him and his journey with us, you know, Blake and I, um, what well, we met back in like probably 2019 or 2020, back when you started dating Nicole's best friend, Megan, and Nicole's actually who introduced you guys, which is a pretty cool story in itself. Um, but that's where we, we got to know each other. Um, I think that's about the time going into my wedding in 2020 is around the time that I think you and I started working together around that time. Obviously that was COVID. 
very tough time. Most people during that time either were amazing or struggled immensely. Um, so, so yeah, so that's kind of when we started, you know, a, a really a huge reason why I wanted Blake to be on here is because he has done a lot of, of just self-work, you know, not just, you know, not just in TLF, but outside of TLF as well. In the past couple of years, I, th- I think his, I think his story has a lot that will resonate with a lot of people because the first couple of years of me, he struggled, you know, it was up and down. It was one week and then three bad weeks. It was just difficulties in lots of different ways. And I won't shed too much light on because I'm sure he's going to for us as well in a little bit. Um, but the key piece was he kept coming back and each time he was a little bit better in a mental spot and more just ready to kind of just dive into TLF. And I think that this last time around, part of that was, I think that, you know, he, he was, he was preparing for his own wedding with Megan, which was awesome. I got to be there for that and see all that, which was super, super cool and celebrate you guys. But, um, you know, I think that was an initial motivating factor, but you truly dove into it this time around. So I just want to say, number one, thank you for really doing that. But also, you know, um, it's just really cool to see your progress week over week. I look so forward to your check-ins because I know that, that I don't even have to search out the wins anymore. You're already searching those out. So even if you struggled in one way, your mindset has completely done a 180 from what it used to it used to be super, super hard on yourself. And now you're doing an amazing job. And that's in part to our check-ins each week. That's in part to some other things as well. So I'll shut up so we can all hear about, about Blake. So Blake, give us a little bit of background on you, where you're from, what you do, all that basic stuff before we dive into the fitness side of it. Yeah, de- definitely. And thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk to you on your little Wednesday Zoom call. But like Marcus said, uh, I was fortunate enough to meet him and uh, get to know him through uh, his wife. Just happened to be at randomly at this bar when I had a work happy hour and she was the one who introduced introduced me to my current wife now so it I really lucked out on that and I uh when I first got to know Marcus and uh understood more about like his business and TLF uh to be completely honest I would see your posts and all your your TLF motivational posts and and I follow you on like all the social media things. And at first it was, I was at a stage in life where I was really not in the right mindset of, of just going about daily activities. What, and I would see you uh, talk about like these wins and uh, make these flex and posts. And at first I was like, man, this guy, that like is he gonna be one of those guys that's just post gym selfies all the time and the more I got to know you and the more that helped me to understand like okay this guy is actually grinding his ass off he's doing this business because it's what what he loves doing he loves helping people get not just better physically but just have a better lifestyle overall and adapt through tough situations. So I first signed up for TLF basically because I thought, oh, I I can just take this and use it as the the kickstart to get back in shape. Uh if you let can see those pictures on there, uh I'm originally from a super small town called Lebo, Kansas. So on that picture, 
my whole life uh, trajectory basically has just been a slow move east up I-35. And well, I graduated from high school 2012 in Lebo, class of 32 people, went to Ottawa. All I knew is I wanted to play football. Uh, Didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, Also knew I wasn't going to play in the NFL, obviously. So I was like, might as well enjoy this time that enjoy uh, just grinding. And that did help with quite a bit of, I guess, mental mindset challenges we all go through. We're just forcing yourself to do a lot of stuff that is hard work physically and stuff that you generally don't want to do. And uh, 2017 was when I lucked out, got a job with American Century here in Kansas City. And uh, after that, it was quite a struggle because my whole life, I focused my identity on my sport, which I think a lot of people could probably relate to. And once your time playing whatever sport it is, once that time is over, it's just like Moneyball. We all get told at one point the ch- the child's game has to end. And that's really difficult for a lot of people. And it, it makes a lot of sense because it's just something that was part of your life for a really long time. And the biggest struggle I had was gaining weight. No matter what I did until the time I graduated college, for since it was football, I always had to gain weight. And I would try different uh, tips and tricks on that, whether that was waking up at 2 a.m. in the morning, try like eating to a like, jar of peanut butter by the bed, like, and I could never get over 170. That that would I the most I weighed when I played football was 179. And I, and I was a linebacker. And that would just get my shit rocked that when people would barely touch me. So that was frustrating in itself. But once football was over in that common goal for all the workouts and all the activity that you're constantly doing and moving to a corporate type job where I'm sitting majority of the time, it really ballooned me up that fast in a way. And it was a struggle for probably until I met Marcus that I got the motivation to actually think, okay, this is a obtainable having a healthy lifestyle through not just doing a sport. Can I, can I pause you real quick? So when you stop playing football, cause I mean, like I know the struggle of just being undersized and always just need to eat, 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 eat. I mean, that was one of my right. tricks too, is just, I carried a jar of peanut butter with me always. Like I had a jar of peanut butter, in my backpack and my desk, like wherever I was and a spoon bite. And anytime I almost like thinking about taking a sip of water, if I thought about it, I would take a spoonful of peanut butter. It shit works. It's probably not the best way to do it, but it's an easy way to get an extra thousand plus calories a day, if not more than that. So when you were done playing football, though, you started working American Century and all that good stuff. Did you, as the weight started creeping up, was that from drinking? Was that from eating out a lot and just like enjoying the social life of Kansas City and just, you know, being a a young professional in the city? Um, Or was that 
also, or, or in concert with um, having some of the same eating habits that you had built to gain that weight during football. So like which one of those or all three of them or which combo? It was a lot of different factors. I think the main one was number one, you're done with college. Yeah. I got away with a lot of bad eating habits. uh, And part of it was enjoying the Kansas city lifestyle. And uh, I think uh, the other side of that is probably the drinking that, just being young, single in Kansas City, you're back going, trying to find something to do almost every weekend. And it's just a rinse and repeat of this cycle. And uh, when you come back for that Monday, it's not like, oh, all of a sudden, yeah, I'm going to have motivations, like go, go to the gym. Like that, that was the hardest mindset challenge to overcome was, okay, I'm not when like, I would go to the gym and just feel stupid because I would always have my workouts laid out for me, but I'd get in the gym and I would just think to myself, what, I don't even know what exercise to do. Like, what do I want to work out today? Cause everything was always made for you. And your hand was held throughout all, all activities every single day almost. So I got, I got pretty complacent and that it just it there's nothing good about it and it's nothing bad about it it's it just is what it is and that being said i think once i was lucky enough to meet megan and meet marcus and get my job i reached this point of okay, everything on paper right now, I should feel happier than I actually am. I was, I wasn't okay with my body. That was the main thing that was a mindset challenge at this time. So this would have been end of 2019. With work and then COVID happening, in a way, the one positive from that was that it gave me a chance to really do a lot of self-reflection and there was stress from work. There was stress from the unknown and it gave me a chance to really try to figure out what I like and what I need to do to become a better man, a better person, uh, also enjoy life better. And then, I knew at the time, even though it was early uh, in 2020, I knew I I was eventually going to marry Megan. So I also needed to realize the importance of needing better tools mentally and physically to be a better husband in the future. So that was the beginning of a time that I got, uh, I'm not ashamed to say like it was a full on the uh, depression during COVID. And most of that was work stress, uh, just a toxic work environment uh, that's gotten a lot better now. But the reason that happened was I didn't ever work on my whole life. These tools that I have really focused on these past couple months 
to have a better mindset and be more present each day and take things at face value and not overthink everything and let like just anxiety run and control every factor of my life. So uh, I think one part of that was searching that uh, different therapists. Another part of that was reading different, uh, different self-help books because uh, it was at the point when people are telling you, Hey, I don't, you just seem like really unhappy a lot of time. Like I, and it's people that would never say those comments to you. Like it's a big wake up call and props to Megan for dealing uh, with me during that time too. Cause I wasn't someone I would want to be around that uh, just the stress and irritability I had. Uh, it was really let taking control of my life. And that was reflecting physically. I wasn't happy with the way I looked. I wasn't happy with how I treated other people. I wasn't happy with anything. And really the first step to getting better along with joining TLF a second go around was my wife, Megan had found this book in an estate sale when she was with Marcus's wife, Nicole, and it was called winning the war in your mind. And not saying that you have to read that book, but I'm saying that was the first step where I was mentally untwisting just daily thoughts that I would have and how I was going about life. So those pictures on the bottom right were during this time where I was doing this self-reflection and really it wasn't until I proposed to Megan last May, it would have been May, 2022. That's when it, I realized, okay, I've done TLF. I've, I've done it two times now. I always see Marcus at post stories of a cool client story. And I would always think like, wow, like I, like that'd be really cool to just like achieve that, get and lose all this weight and do a before and after picture. And I would tell myself, I'm not signing up back up for TLF. I'm not signing back up for TLF until I'm mentally ready and can handle it and not half-ass the whole thing. Like I did the first go around the first go around. This will probably relate to a lot of people. You know, it, I'd always get really into it the first couple of weeks, meal prep, cook food, do the check-in, make alarm, a uh, uh, reminder for the Zoom calls and Thursday morning, take the pictures. And then when, uh, when I would be at a spot where I was ash uh, ashamed for how my check-in was going to be, or if I didn't eat right, uh, the questions that Marcus is Marcus asks every Thursday, the more I would look at it from past sessions in 2021, 
the more I would understand, okay, it's not to just degrade yourself every week that that's not the reason why you're doing this check-in. It's, it's the all, yeah, it's all about just building habits and compounding all these healthier habits into just automatic and at making it all these different little steps, everyday things. And that, that was when it finally started to turn around, but I didn't sign back up with Marcus until February of this year. Cause that's when I thought I was fully mentally ready. And I also obviously had the wedding coming up. So that was a factor. Cause how many times have you been in February? Let's say, and you don't want to go work out. And then next thing you know, it's June. It's like, oh, crap, I'm still fat. Like, what happened? And that that was an every year thing. And I, and I just got sick of it. And I guess it was that I condensed a lot of trial and error into a short kind of where like story of how I've gotten to where I am now. But the biggest thing I would say is if you take the time to look at inventory of the daily thoughts that you tell yourself, that can really benefit you, benefit you not just for TLF, but just your life in general, in every phase. And that was probably the biggest thing I realized through working with Marcus is I had this uh, relationship with food and a healthy lifestyle that I kind of got away with and took for granted where uh, during those years where I tr was trying to gain weight and trying to eat more and I, I literally couldn't. And then I think I, the most I ever weighed was 220. And I'm I'm not tall. I'm 5'8". Like, 220 is quite, like, doesn't feel good when you're doing your insurance for work or whatever it is, your body mass index. And it's like, oh, according to your height and weight, uh, we've determined you're obese. <laughs> it's just like, well, that's not good. <laughs> so, like, taking that into account, and throughout working with Marcus and doing this whole program, uh, I've you can really take it in a way that gives yourself grace and lets you be easier on yourself. But that being said, still holding yourself to a high standard and not becoming complacent. And I think that's the biggest thing that this last go around and this last partnerships and that's we've been doing since February has done, mm -hmm. but this net, uh, this next slide, I took pictures from one of the books that's helped me and the book, if you want to check it out, it's called the feeling good handbook. And I'm not crediting all my success 
and TLF to this book, but this was something I got in February. And I think this is very common forms of thinking that a lot of people in their lives will do. And that's, uh, that's probably with check-ins, what helped me the most is, oh, you know what? I, I should have done this or I should have done that. And that number eight on this list of 10 forms of twisted thinking. It wasn't until I read something like this that I realized, wow, like this thinking that I'd go and tell myself and that uh, will just my internal monologue throughout the day, it's really not healthy. And it's probably where a lot of my anxiety is coming from. Let me let me read that real quick. So there's a common self-defeating attitudes and fears, and you, you circled a handful of them that obviously stood out to you when you read this. But number eight in particular says, I worry or feel bad about a situation. It will somehow make things, if I worry or feel bad about a situation, it will somehow make things better. It's not really safe to feel happy and optimistic. You're, it's like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's exactly. that it's that 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 pessimistic thinking of good things don't happen to me and when they do, there's the other shoe is gonna drop. This is not here to be permanent. But the negative things in my life, those are permanent, is how that that kind of mindset works with it. That first one, all or nothing thinking yeah. and should statements. All uh all or nothing thinking. You bet uh, the definition is you see things black or white zero or a hundred and that's how i treated this program in the beginning is if i didn't meet the meal plan okay like that's one of the first questions every week like how well did you follow the meal plan well shit i didn't follow it great at all i'm not even gonna do a check-in today like i scratch if uh, that's all or nothing thinking i did i had a bad bad eating day where I had a couple of days where I didn't work out. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You're still uh, it's the act of just being comfortable and vulnerable in something that's making you uncomfortable. And that's what you have to do every week when you do a check-in is Hey, yeah, you know what? I suck this week or that I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And usually it's just one small piece, but people will overgeneralize that thinking I did this really bad. And they just, they sit and they just like fester on that one thing. Whereas probably did a lot of good things this week, or maybe you had perfectly good reasons why this week was not going to be very optimal. And instead of giving yourself a little bit of grace with that, you just beat yourself up to the point where you don't check in or to the point where you right. do check in. And then at least that gives you the opportunity to be like, Hey, you're, you're being way too hard on yourself back up and give yourself, you know, some breathing room and realize what's going on with it. Exactly. And on this list, the uh, number four was something I would do quite often. The first two go arounds with uh, TLF was discounting any positive because I was already in a state where, oh, yeah, I didn't lose any weight or I didn't follow the meal plan. 
rejecting any positive experience was something that I didn't even realize I was doing until I read this book. Yeah. If you have something good happen, it, know that you can enjoy it and know, it, hey, I didn't lose any weight this week, but you know what? I worked out two days and that's the most I've done ever since in the program. That's a win. Yep. That if you just really take take a moment to listen to your internal monologue and your self-talk and take the time to understand, okay, is this helping me or is it hurting me? And that uh, once you realize that, I think that's the biggest way that you can start to use thrive, thriving lives fitness in the right way and yeah. use all these habits by just starting small. That was the first step that I probably did was, Hey, I didn't, I didn't follow the meal plan. Right. I'm not going to focus on food this week. I'm going to focus on, do I have enough grit to get three workouts in? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's uh, that's an easy step someone would take uh, going through your program is yeah. if you're if whatever your struggle is, hey, I'm struggling with food. I'm going to focus right here. And then once you have weeks where you're building one habit and one part of the program, then you can add the other side. Like what you and me right now what uh with the food i stopped when i started this in february i just i didn't meal prep i go to fuel cafe that have yeah we we, we started doing meals. a fuel cafe plan you do what three, and, meals, three meals a yeah, day off that and exactly. a protein shake or two exactly exactly and everyone's different but that's just one little way that i kind of adapted it doesn't mean I don't want to get there because I really think that is beneficial to have that habit that you have just getting your food ready. Or if you have a weekend where you weren't at home, plan ahead, make your food for the upcoming week, mm-hmm. whatever you got to do to get it done. And it's hard. It's hard, but it's doable. You just have to figure out, okay, am I justifying something because i really inside like deep down inside just don't want to do it or am i if is this relevant uh for me to pass off if i focus on this yeah it's it's and and that's sometimes it's tough to do to 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 kind of know where that line is of is this a time to give myself grace or is this a time that i'm just making excuses for myself but you have to ask the question to know which one it is and Again, that's where I can also come and play as well. Is that I can tell you if it if it's a situation where you should give yourself grace, or we need to light light a fire fire under your ass and make it happen. You know, and every case a little bit different with it. Um, everything you're saying here, though, is again like this is the foundational stuff. You know, people come to me in all these different realms with different experiences and stuff like that. But really, one of the most consistent thing that we're gonna have to do is work on this mindset stuff because you know some people can come in, they can be like tunnel vision. They're just gonna follow the plan. They're gonna get the results. And they're gonna get out but they're never really going to see that sustainable progress 
because they just did one piece of it. The hardest part by far of any of this stuff is, is improving the relationship with yourself. I mean, coming back to it, you know, you, you were talking about internal dialogue and the conversations and the stories you tell yourself and the way you treat yourself in your, in your own head. You know, we talk to ourselves more than we talk to anybody else in the entire world. Um, whether, whether you're, you're cognizant, uh, you know, cognizant of that or, or not, and it's subconscious, but we are talking to ourselves over and over again. So like you said earlier in this whole talk was being able to take inventory of those conversations that you're having with yourself and start, and, and, and it really does help seeing like reading it in a book like this or hearing it on a podcast or whatever to be like, holy shit, I do this. No wonder why like life is tough. I'm making it way hard on myself by the way that I'm talking to myself about myself, about my belief in myself or whatever that case is. So you're talking about all these foundational things that when you work through this stuff, like like you have, not that you're you're through the woods, but you are a whole lot further through the woods than you ever were before. And it's because you you stopped to to do the hardest part of all of this, which is the the mental work, which then paves the way for the physical work and the other habits to to fall in line. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. The biggest realization I had was that like I have the pictures on here, but the common self-defeating attitudes and fears. Uh, just because I'm using all these references from this book doesn't mean you have to get this book to feel mentally happy. This is just something I think that is applicable to so many people just because it's down to literally basics and fundamentals of just how any human being thinks or any mindset someone could fall into. And one of the ones that I referenced in my check-in with you was that emotional reasoning. And emotional reasoning is a twisted form of self-talk. And it's one of the most common ones I would do. But what that means is you basically take whatever your emotion is that you're feeling right then and you use that as evidence for the truth. So, oh, I woke up in a bad mood. Today sucks. Mm -hmm. Or I am feeling scared because I'm in a social situation. This, like, I'm, it means this social situation is stupid. Like, I shouldn't be here. Or... Right up along here, or yeah. I'm not, yeah. So that was a very big issue for me in the check-ins is you get ready to start typing out and answering the questions. The when uh, it was during the COVID time, that was just the end of it right there. Is I would start typing out what I had and it's like wow I really feel like crap about this check-in like I'm just not going to do it that I'm not I don't even want to admit this it takes more grit to own up and say you had a bad shitty week than it does to just kind of skip check skip a check-in and not not saying that 
you're a bad person if you miss a check-in, but that's an easy way to adapt and use your program. Use the check-in as the first step. It's like, hey, you could use it as the first habit you start to build. Yep. But hey, I'm don't know if I'm gonna be able to do the bare minimum this week or get anything done according to what Marcus wants me to do, but I'm sure as hell going to get a damn check-in. And I think that once you take that idea and uh, focus on that and how powerful it is, how all these little habits and little changes, even though it's not instant gratification, but all these little habits can just build on each other and make a really positive impact going forward. I, I, I so wish that, you know, aside from what you just brought up, you know, physical transformation, I wish that I could share the the emotional and the mental transformation of, you know, like on social media, I can talk about it and I can show side-by-side pictures, but I can't show that of your, your, your mental growth with it. Um, but to me, that's always, again, the much more impactful uh, longevity type of type of changes that are happening with this stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just awesome to hear you, hear you talk about it and knowing where you started and the progress or the, the, everything you've gone through, because it would have been easy after the second time of TLF and it didn't go as well as you, you would have wanted. And you feel like I didn't get the changes. It'd be easy just to, to never come back or to say, you know, coaching isn't for me or a healthy lifestyle isn't for me. And instead you did the hardest thing. And, you know, I think some people, um, and I don't know how many people actually think this or not, but going to the gym people could look at that as like being more selfish because you're, you're taking more time to go be by yourself. You're going to go spend time in the gym, whatever the case is. Um, you don't want to go out to eat with your friends, your family, as much as you used to and all this type of stuff. And they can see that as potentially selfish. I see that as, as being the most selfless thing because what you've done over the past three years and particularly the past year and a half or so is you chose to do some really, really hard work that would make you better for everybody in your life. It would make you happy with the person you have to live with every, every day, which is yourself. It also, you're it's because of that, you're going to be a better husband to Megan because of that you're going to be a, a better father when that time comes. And you've taken the time to do some really, really hard work. Again, going to the gym and, and the, the nutrition side of it really isn't that hard. It's the mental shit that comes in front of it and that gets all tied up in it. And you have broken down those walls. So I know that from here on out, if you can maintain the mental work that you've done with all this stuff, then the physical things and the other habits that you want to build will all come. They're all going to fall in line. Definitely. And I referenced it earlier, but uh, something I didn't mention is I, I think just anxiety in general, that's something that every single person, whether they admit it or not, deals with but it's so different for everyone. Some people have bad panic attacks. Some people are uncomfortable in social situations. I personally have always been the type the type of guy where it's very hard for me to relax because growing up, my dad uh, is a farmer. My mom's a teacher. That was my job until I got in the real world was just helping on the farm so if i had a day where i didn't do anything and sat around and watched tv 
mentally I would feel and tell myself without realizing it, like, yeah, you were kind of like a piece of shit today. Like, yeah, get out, get out and do something. And taking that and just understanding, like I've been, like I've referenced throughout out this call, hey, take inventory of what kind of thoughts you're having about uh, anything throughout the day. What kind of thoughts are you having about yourself? The list I wanted to read was something that once I read this, I circled a ton of them and I was just going to read them and see if this is something that you've ever had come through, like go through your head. If someone criticizes me, it means there must be something wrong with me. If I worry or feel bad about a situation, that's somehow going to make things better. It's not really safe to feel happy. I must always try to be perfect. That could apply to 10 different things. That was uh, something that I read that I really realized, wow, the this is kind of unhealthy and it's making me not enjoy life. And you could have moralistic perfection. I must not forgive myself if I have fallen short of any goal that I have. Performance. To be a worthwhile person, I must have be great success at every single thing I do. All these mindsets are okay in the sense that you should expect a lot of yourself, but no one on earth is perfect at any point in their life. Even if someone appears like they're being perfect, there's still something that they could work on. And that's what you have to do with this program and just in life in general is take a healthy mindset throughout whatever you're doing and try to be present while you're that while you're doing any activity is fine just find what makes you happy find what energizes you find what makes you uh just enjoy life and i think that i just got re i just got really damn lucky that with finding you also helps that megan and nicole are friends so i think uh, the more our relationship develops the more that this business develops the more we're just going to have more people like that we have on the zoom call and, and in TLF that they understand the importance of focusing and taking control of their, not just their physical health, but their mental health and their way of being. So that's real. That's really in a nutshell, just everything, everything that 
I've kind of come through up to this point. But uh, the main the main points I would say to re reiterate, I don't know what anyone's struggling with, whatever you're struggling with. Just remember to I said I call it give yourself grace. All all the things I'm saying, it probably does sound very common sense. But there's a rhyme and reason behind why I'm saying it. Well, I, I don't even think it's necessarily common sense. I mean, yeah, it's common sense, but it's one thing, and yeah. you should be doing this stuff. Not the right word to use. It's it's another it's it's another whole thing to actually live it and to 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 do that work with it. Um, and we got to be mindful of it and and to know where we're at to know how we need to improve. Definitely, and just because you're not where where you're at right now, wherever your journey is, doesn't mean it's impossible. Yeah, it's a mar it's cliche, but it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And we had that conversation with me, too, is, hey, I'm signing up for this. It's February. I'm getting married June 16th. Yes, that did help me feel better about the way I looked on my wedding day. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean the, the job's over. over. Yeah. Doesn't mean work's over. Doesn't mean the change is over. And really it it never it never it's never over. And I feel like that's something that exactly. people don't necessarily want to hear. Um and that's why like eight week plans sound great because there's a there's a clear end date to it. But when we're talking about a lifestyle, we're talking about mindset, we're talking about mental health, emotional health, physical health, all that spiritual health. It's all a journey with it. And the, the moment you stop being aware of it, reflecting on it, working on any of that stuff, it slips away. You know, once once you once you stop focusing on whatever that is, you, you don't have it anymore. If you're not if you're not growing, then you're then you're dying in some way in all those realms. So like all the work you've done, it, it would be easy, especially because that's been a part of a, a huge part of your life, at least the, the past, you know, chunk of years all these negative mindsets with it. And if you allow some of that bad energy to creep back in without recognizing it, you know, it could go back in that same direction. If you stop doing all the work that you've been doing, if you just get super complacent and allow things to kind of start regressing, that's why in the worst of weeks, we tread water with it. Um, but we, but we always, whether it's with me or just with yourself, continuously reflect on where you're at and, and take a, take a temperature on your life and where everything's are at. Um, Cause I mean, I, I always say it as well, you know, what gets measured gets managed and that's what the check-ins are. That's what your reflections are. You're, you're measuring your life and all these different components and this whole comprehensive approach with it. Um, and if we don't have a temperature to it, if we don't have a measurement of it, then we have no idea where we're at and we're just aimlessly wandering through life, hoping for the best, uh, but oftentimes expecting the worst in a lot of situations, depending on where our mindset's at. And I think, especially with just how, the present day social media and sharing all the experiences are just whatever group of people you're in. It can become hard seeing people that you don't like have success where, wherever you see it. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's someone that you, uh, didn't have a good relationship with that uh, just know that for the most part anyone that you come across 
in their mental health journey, physical health journey. Everyone, most of the time, is just trying to do the best that they can. Mm -hmm. And if you're seeing some other people have a lot of success and it's making you angry and it bothers you, should reflect that's all right every it doesn't mean you can't get there yeah it just means they're they have a high high point in their life and they're enjoying that not all the time some of it's a little materialistic but for the most part everyone's always just trying to do the best that they can and that's all that's all you can do but with that being said, you still have to take advantage of not just kind of going through the motions that with the program and the lifestyle is, okay, do I need to make a point and make a decision to take this more seriously and figure some shit out? Or do I want to just stay where I'm at and just get an email from Marcus, counts payable, 75 bucks went through like every month and just, it is what it is. And you're just going to stay where you are. Yeah. So yeah. Just, you just have to take every day at face value. And it's very hard getting out of that mentally. But like I said, I'd recommend books. I'd recommend I'd recommend therapy. I'd recommend getting outside, mm -hmm. going going for a walk. If you strut, whatever you're struggling with, if it's that big of an issue, you can always tell Marcus about it. When you when you do a check in, you just have to understand. Hey, even if you're getting on someone's ass, it doesn't mean. Oh yeah, you did suck this week. When Marcus gives feedback, you have to understand, I'm not telling you for my benefit. I'm not telling you for your benefit. I'm telling you for the benefit of us that you need to do this. And taking criti criticism, no matter what it is, it's just a skill that you get over time. But Again, that's something I referenced at the very beginning of the call. When I fret before I even knew you, I look at your social media and I'm like, this dude loves taking some gym selfies. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know do how, it anymore. I've gotten out of bodybuilder. Like, well, I don't, I was like, I don't know how I feel this guy. Like, he's really cool when I see him in person, but I don't know. And then the more I learned, the more, oh, this is actually his business. Like, this is actually something he did. And he loves doing and has a passion for. It. And he's just trying to help other people improve their mental and physical lives. Doesn't mean that he's a touche. Does just means that he's literally quote unquote like living the dream. And I respect that. And at those thoughts I had when I didn't know you, it's just like the last dance Michael Jordan documentary. He's like, no. They're going to think this thing. He's like, oh, he he was a tyrant. He's like, no, that's you. He's like, I'm doing this for me. He's like, Blake, you really have to change your mindset because Marcus isn't doing that because he's a douche. He's doing that because he's passionate and cares about 
his program and his way of life and just trying to help other people. Hell yeah, man. You crushed it, dude. I appreciate you you being, uh, I mean, it, all these client spotlights are always, you know, you're sharing a lot of vulnerabilities about your life and your, your mental health and, and, and journey and all that stuff. And it's, um, again, though, I, I, that vulnerability really helps because I mean, so many people have, have come and gone through TLF and sometimes it took a second or a third attempt to really buy in and dive in with it. Um, you know, I try to mitigate that as much as we can. So the very first time, but, but ultimately you got to be ready for the mental journey. You're going to go on with that. And a lot of people that don't see this as necessarily the mental journey, they see it as a physical journey. Um, but then once you get into it and you start recognizing, holy shit, I got a bad relationship with food or with my body or with my mindset. And those check-ins make it very, very evident. And it's not meant to make you feel bad. It's just meant to make you aware so we can start. I mean, you can put a thumb on it and be like, okay, I got to, I got to start working on this. And the only way we're going to work on that is by consistently showing up and thinking about it and talking about it and doing something about it. Um, but yeah, dude, I, like I said, I tr truly appreciate it. It's been a really fun journey watching you. Obviously we're not, we're not done. We're not ever done, but, uh, Nah, man, I appreciate you being on the call and, and sharing your whole journey with us, dude. So hopefully have you back on here in six months or a year and get to share even more about it, uh, about where you're at with it. But uh, I mean, I know I'll be seeing that, but I always want to kind of keep everybody else updated on on how you're crushing it, dude. But anyway, I appreciate your time. Thanks for rocking the suit. I know that you wore it for work, but I like to think that you did it just for the call, though. But um, anyway, though, Blake, I'll see you on check-in day. I'll see everybody else on check-in day as well. You got anything else to add, man? I had my check-in from February when I started. Okay. And I thought for anyone listening, it might be helpful. Yeah. Just, just because it would be, if you're seeing the picture, this would have been February 16th of this year. And I see that picture and I'm just like, damn. Like, that ain't cool. This week has not been for par following the diet plan. No reason why I'm struggling. It's just my own fault for not being on the same page. I'm, But I'm not worried about it because I'm still holding myself accountable and to being honest about logging what I eat and being more active in fitness, pal. Biggest thing I need to fine tune is immediately logging the food on every single day, which I missed yesterday. Comparing and reading my old check-ins is pretty satisfying uh, for me to do. And I I would add that as a last little tool in the toolkit for anyone, whatever struggle you're going through, is think back to another tough time you had in your life and reflect on how much work you had to put in to get through that. Because if you didn't have those times you want to enjoy when good things happen to you in the present. Definitely, dude. Love that, man. Thanks, Blake. I appreciate you, dude. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I mean, the, the, again, this is where, I, where we can share your your mental journey instead of just a progress picture on social media, which is is fun. But this is this is much much more fulfilling to see, though, man. But anyway, though, dude. I, like I said, I appreciate it. Um, comes out on Monday whenever I I, I, re, I uh, share it on the on the podcast with it. But anyway, man, I appreciate it. Um, everybody that's on the call, see you guys on check-in day tomorrow and Friday. And uh, uh, one second. Thanks, Dex. Yeah.
Yeah, Dexter said, yeah, your journey sounds 70, 75% like mine. Keep killing it, man. Yeah, because Dexter kind of, you know, similar situation, went through, you know, trial and error, some, you know, some some tough trials with TLF, at least one of them, and then came back and has been, you know, nails ever since. But, uh, yeah, what Dexter said, dude, keep killing it, man. Hell yeah, brother. All right, I man. I thought, it, guys. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for doing this. I'll talk to you and everybody else later. Have a good night, guys.